Hello and welcome to the installment of the Y Football Podcast with me, Michael Dryden and Eches Adogru. Today, I'm very pleased to say we are joined by Ali Maloney. Ali is a physio at SE Dons, a club within the Orpington and Bromley District Sunday Football League. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long one. Started by Enough UK grime artist. Yeah. <laughs> Started by UK grime artist Don Strapsy and, is, uh, and Ali is joining us to talk about uh, life as a physio for grassroots, a grassroots football club her entry into the sport and challenges of the role. So that's a long intro for once. Ali, how are you doing today? I'm good. Long intro for a short girl, really, isn't it? For a little physio. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are you guys? Also, my name sounds awesome in your accent, Michael. I must Ali say. Manoli. Yeah, it I've sounds told great. That when I record, I sound like almost that like I'm not from the northeast or sound like <laughs> I'm putting on some other accent, but uh, yeah, Ali Maloney, there we go. That's their sounds time. Sounds great. So. Good. I might have to get out of my ringtone or something. <laughs> how are you two guys? You been good? Yeah, not too bad. Um, we're recording a bit of context for people. We're recording the morning after the, the England-Scotland game. Um, so a little bit subdued. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I had a dinner, so I missed the game. And I, when, oh, I was wow. in the, when I was in a cab, uh, I, the cab driver, I thought he said, it's 2-0 to England. So I said, oh, who scored? And he just ignored me. So I was like, oh. <laughs> when on my phone, I saw nil-nil. So it, there wasn't a very good signal. So I just kept refreshing my phone, being like, well, obviously it's 2-0. So <laughs> I'm waiting for the two <laughs> goal scorers to pop up. Went into the group chat and they're talking about how Billy Gilmore was playing quite well. And I thought, no, they haven't actually scored. <laughs> so then it went from like euphoria to just fuming in the back of the cab for a while. Um, so that that wasn't that, that brilliant. But apart from that, um, I'm quite well, Ali. Um, can't complain too much. Season's over. I'm, a, I'm an Arsenal fan, so often mm. the opening oh, I'm of so the podcast. I'm so sorry, mate. Thoughts and yeah. prayers. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, you Someone's know got to support them, though, isn't it? That's the way it works. <laughs> at, at least you got your Thursday nights back. Yeah, I mean, that's positive. That's positive. It, yeah, it, it, we haven't had a guest for a while that's uh, ganged up on me for supporting Arsenal, and I could see that that's, this is what this call Good. is going to be like. Welcome so to the Dons, mate. <laughs> 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 so, You're lucky it's not Big G on here. You're shattered. You buy now. <laughs> yeah, you, may, you, may, you may well have done. I'm terrified of Fiji as well. So to, to kick things off, Ali, um, who, who do you actually support? I don't ask oh, well. enough guests this question, so I think it's good to kick it off with this one. Um, so I'm a West Ham fan, which is why I'm so perky. Because normally I keep very quiet. Like, I support West Ham, <laughs> but in my mind, I can shout it with my, ch- with my full chest. I'm a West Ham fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, West Ham did pretty well this season. In fairness, and I have a really good mate, a very close mate, man from school. He's a West Ham fan, and. Um, yeah, it's one of those ones I've kept quite quiet about their performance this year because I know that obviously they did better than Arsenal. Um, but yeah, I think they most people been... did, mate. Let's be honest. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> also true. So that's that's two jo- that's two jokes in the opening two it minutes. Is, yeah. so. oh, don't mind <laughs> it. It's, it's, it's going yeah. to be a long half an hour, I think. <laughs> it is indeed. But no, David Moyes, David Moyes had a brilliant season. Um, you know, Declan Rice, Captain Fantastic, and. Michael Antonio. I, I find the most thing about West Ham where they finished is you just had one out and out strike for the majority of the season, um, yeah. which I thought was was brilliant. Having said that, though, Yarmolenko isn't playing really well <laughs> in, in the Euros, but yeah, it, it was fantastic stuff from West Ham. So congratulations! Thank you. I can't. I, can't <laughs> I mean, I sense I'll be regretting Europe next year, and I'm like, well, how are we put him in the league? And then we'll sack him in three months. Go, we never trusted you ever. <laughs> yeah, we actually didn't, though, did they? They just said, well, actually, we don't trust you, Moyes. I'll be fair. I was 
I was a skeptic when he first came in, but he, I'll I'll eat my hat. He's done wonderful. So yeah, I'll, I mean I'm a Sunderland fan, Ali. So I, I share um, that skepticism, but I mean he's been incredible for West Ham. For yeah, so a part of me doesn't believe it. I'm going to wake up soon and go, oh, we're bottom of the league. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a lovely dream. <laughs> but, um, yeah, also, also as well, sorry to go but also as well, um, just as a rule on the show is mm-hmm. that um, we can make as many jokes about Arsenal as we want, but we, we try not to kick Dryden about Sunderland because they're quite low in the football pyramid now. Um, it's a bit so, hard, isn't it? I mean, I've yeah. got to really reach down there to go and like, <laughs> get to him. So you're a bit closer, so I can get you a bit easier. Only little. It's, a, it's like a proper unspoken thing, isn't it? Like, it's like mm. someone who's probably, you probably don't kick them when they're down. Like, no. probably, he's probably <laughs> properly injured man you don't kick down. You know, as a physio, if you're that injured, I'm going to treat you, take you off and look off. The yeah. <laughs> You've basically got a concussion in physio. So I'm going to keep a little eye on you for a bit. <laughs> There's no jokes. You just got a ball in the, ball in the what's the name's edge here. So I can pick on you. It's funny. I think Sullen had a career ended injury a few few mm. years ago, I think. So Yeah. You never know, we all have hope, don't we? Surgery's improved since then, so you never know. <laughs> God. What an analogy for Sunderland. I mean it's very apt, like it's very apt. <laughs> One of the first questions I wanted to kind of ask you, aside from the football one, is like, how did you kind of get into physiotherapy? Because I think when you're six or seven years old and you see the physios come on, you just assume like it's just this guy who just has these like magical powers and he like puts them over someone's leg and then it's like healed and they come off. Or if not, then they go <laughs> off completely. But it's so much more complex than that, so much more detailed than that. So how did you kind of get into it generally? So- Basically, um, I kind of come into it in a roundabout way. So I, I really wanted to be a footballer. I wanted to play mm-hmm. for England with David Beckham. And obviously, no one had told me as a little girl it wasn't going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So I tried to play football. And I was like, oh, it's done like being kicked. It's really horrible. So I was trying to figure out how I could be in football. And, and, and one day, my grandfather, who was from St. Lucia, he had a stroke, unfortunately, while he was um, on holiday back at home with his family. So I was quite young. I thought, oh, that's, that's granddad done, sadly. And then when mm-hmm. I met him at home, I was like, oh, Brandon, why are you walking? What's going on? I went through his accent. I'm pleased to hear. He's like, oh, I had physio. And so I went, oh, what's this physio thing? So I looked into it and um, I went, oh, this is amazing. Saw the connection to football and went, hang on a minute. I might have hit onto a winner here. So I must, <laughs> have, been, I must have been about 14, 13. From that moment, I went, right, I'm going to get into physio. Um, went through A-levels, all focused on biology and human anatomy kind of work. Went straight into university at 18. Um, and then straight into a job with physio. Um, I was quite, I was quite driven, really. <laughs> a bit weird for a thirteen-year-old from South London, isn't it? <laughs> in, in, in all, you know what the worst thing was? I was in an all-girls school, and they were genuinely shocked and went, "Don't you want to be a hairdresser?" Um, <laughs> I went, "Not really, Miss. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I, want to be, I want to be a physiotherapist. It's, it sounds awesome, but that's kind of how I got into it, really." Oh, really? So, where did you go to uni? I've interest. I went to um, East London over in Stratford. Yeah, East London oh. in Stratford. Yeah, I stayed I've... local. Con- my, bro- my little brother. He's my little brother. He went as far away as he probably could. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to live with my auntie in East London. I'm going to stay as close to my mum as I can because she feeds me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested to see if Connor's. So, so basically, on a side note, um, mm-hmm. one one of my good friends um, is uh, Ali, our guest today's sister, and he pretends to listen Brother. to he pretends Brother, to listen yeah. to all of. I'm like calling my sister, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> 
he he pretends to listen to uh, all of our episodes, but I know he doesn't. So I'm hoping today <laughs> he actually does uh, tune in to, to this one, which would be which would be great. I'm um, in trouble. I was told to not mention his name at all. I've done it already. already? <laughs> that's brilliant. That's, that's top stuff. I'm glad he'll be his fists will be clenched as he hears I'm his name. Have to as well. call him. He who shall not be named from now on. Yeah. So, um, what was the most challenging thing you encountered, kind of during your training? Because I'm aware the course is really intense with physio. Yeah. I think that was the hardest thing is that it's it's a three year course. Um, it's mm. obviously quite hard to get into grades wise, um, mm. but I think it's a it's a proper full time course. Mm. Um, so you're literally going from university. You're in there from eight until six um, every day. Um, you get the normal Wednesday afternoons. I think it is off, but, but I'll be honest, you're studying. Um, yeah. If you live with art students, you hate them because they get an hour of lectures and then they're off yeah, doing their, their like amazing that. life. <laughs> yeah, see, I would have hated you. I probably would have headbutted you. you know? um, I was on the beach. I was on the beach every day. Yeah, I'd have got a pan of Stango <laughs> and just bashed it over your head. It's quite a big textbook. Um, the physios out there, but um, yeah, so that was quite hard. And then also. Um, our course is linked with the NHS, so we do have to do over a thousand hours of clinical practice. Mm-hmm. So throughout our degree, you do like um, a five-week placement, I think a couple of times a year, where you go into a hospital and you work as a physio um, mm-hmm. underneath other physiotherapists. And I think that um, for me, as an 18-year-old, I hadn't really experienced much of mm. those upsetting situations that you see. Um, and I'll be honest and say that it was some heartbreaking moments, but it prepares you for the job because I work in the NHS now still and um that's probably the hardest thing is that you have to kind of get your head around a lot of a lot of work and a lot of people's lives depend on what you do um yeah. you know metaphorically and physically sadly mm. you know yeah, well, yeah, I can, I can imagine this. Um... Downbeat that one, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, needed, we needed the soft, like uh, soft music in the background. But yeah, no, I, I completely comes agree. out and cheers <laughs> <laughs> us all up. <laughs> um, so moving on from that, uh, how did you actually get involved in football? I can imagine it being quite a difficult sphere to kind of enter. Yeah, so um, I've always, always loved football. It's Family-wise, we're all football nuts. Um, we used to watch Dream Team on a Saturday, or Sunday night before That's school. We used to watch Match of the Day on a Saturday evening. That's how our lives all worked. Um, but basically, um, my brother was getting treated, and he who shall not be named was getting treated by another physio, and he offered mm. to sort of, you know, I must have been about 20 at the time, so just towards the end of my degree, mm. he offered to take me under his wing for a bit, so I joined him, um, and it's mm. Glego, I should say his name. He, unfortunately, he's passed away since then, um, mm. sadly. But he took me on and he mentored me. And in one day, he just said to me, um, Al, can you meet me at this ground? Um, I'm going to look after this team together today. I went, of course, cool, I'll meet you there. I got there. And the minute before I meant to meet him, I went, yeah, this is your new team. You're good enough now. Off you go. This is your team. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> and I went, you what? And a load of uh, really Larry Bermondsey boys turned up for Greenwich Borough Football Club. And I was yeah. absolutely cacking my pants. <laughs> but you know what? I never looked back. That was 13 years ago now, something like that. It was ridiculous. But yeah, never looked back. That's how I got into football. Mm. I did play um, so... it for a little while. I wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, actually, I just had a, a flashback. He mm. who shall not be named supports <laughs> Chelsea. He does. And he he does support Chelsea and it's a you great support shame West to the Ham. Family, yeah. and, and you support West Ham and I've never actually asked who he should not be named. But what, what happened there? What, what so happened I, with the Chelsea okay. West Ham? He'll tell you something different, right? When he was younger, there were two <laughs> things. Number one, there was a boy he must have been about four. It was a boy in our street who used to support Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah. And he loved that kid. He's about 10 years older than him and he loved him. <laughs> and he also liked the colour blue. And that's how it happened. 
<laughs> he'll tell you about Dennis Wise and all this business <laughs> and about following them up from the brass. Nah, he liked the colour blue and there's a kid in our street called Sean that he loved and he copied him. Yep, Sean. <laughs> Sean from South London is the reason why he supports Chelsea and my dad hates him. That Sean from South London. My dad's a Tottenham fan. <laughs> <laughs> no way. God, what a medley of clubs. I know. Do you know what? My poor mum just sits there going like on a derby day. There's many of them in the season now going, I just hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> who's going who's gonna to kick off first? <laughs> well, that is, that is a massive convo, Tottenham, West Ham and Chelsea. I know. Wow. I know. I I mean, luckily, luckily, Tottenham's dropped out a little bit now, so we're all good. So it's, it's all calmed down a bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in, in a few years, they'll be where Drones at with Sunderland, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk about how you got involved with the SE Dons, because I'm, as Drone mentioned in the very long introduction, mm. uh, I'm personally a really big fan, and so is my flatmate. Uh, we're constantly cheering. He has the hoodie, actually. Um, Does which he? I'm going to go into a bit later on. Yeah, because I'm going to awesome. I'm going to start talking to you about discounts and merchandise and stuff for myself <laughs> um that, that that might be off air ali but it might be off air i'm gonna say yeah. you might have to yeah. do a cut out of that bit <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it was hs's birthday on there uh, was it on thursday so oh, it was birthday. <laughs> it was birthday, birthday, birthday mate yeah, you have said i got you a shout out from big g but it's gone there next year how did you get involved with them just generally um, so it's all through Twitter. So um, I've got mm. I've got a little bit of a Twitter presence, um, especially mm. in non-league football. And all these guys that play for Dons all work into the non-league circuit. So I've met them all round and about in the last 13 odd years. Mm. And then one day they put, um, Dons have put a tweet out saying we need a physio for a game. Um, a gentleman called Dean Carpenter, who plays for, I think it was Catchem and then Kenny Wells, something like that. He's mm-hmm. also played, I worked with me at Cray Wanderers, where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, oh, Ali, have a look at this. A couple of people said, oh, at little physio, she, she sees the one for this. Uh, spoke to Ryan Palmer on the phone and the rest is, he said, come do one game. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not left them since. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like a, a lifetime contract. No, you know, once you get into there, they're so inspiring. It's so like, I don't know, it's so like, you can't help but be around that sort of atmosphere and those sort of people. They kind of inspire you to do With better. Yeah. yeah, I can't, you know, I can't, I, I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I was falling out of love with football a couple of years ago, especially with all like what was going on and like non-league was is difficult and being a female in non-league is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Someday I won't go into the. <laughs> I'm sure you can imagine um, yeah. the things that you hear, but actually, like those guys just gave me my spark and my love of football, and I can't thank them enough for that. Really, I don't think they, mm. they know that they've done it. It's just that they're so motivational and inspiring as people. Yeah, that's kind of leading to my next question about like the atmosphere. Mm. So when we watch it and we see on the sidelines when you win or lose, it seems really, really like a like a real big team bubble. Mm. Um, it seems really fun to be a part of, and it is, it's quite clear you agree with that because I want to be. I want to oh, be part of the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hate them. They're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's that's really really good to hear. So the next kind of question I have is with the players' injury management, like mm. which I'm sure happens. Sometimes you see it in the clips, not always. Mm. Like how involved are you with it? Like because I think one of the things about physios is we see them on the pitch when mm. someone rolls their ankle or something, but obviously it's so yeah. much more than that post when they go off, and that's kind of what we don't know that that much about. Yeah, I think you you kind of saw. I'm not want to talk back too much, but the situation with Ericsson's kind of yeah. What physios do? We're we're basically medically trained, so. Mm-hmm. There's two schools of thought with physio. One's that you run on, throw a bit of spray, spray spray on it, and then everyone gets up and it carries on. But actually, mm-hmm. a lot of what we do is sort of prevention of injury. So looking at mm-hmm. people who are potentially more prone. So this season with COVID being on and off, 
Mm-hmm. I had to do a lot, a lot of, a lot of work around sort of keeping things managed and making sure that those with dodgy, dodgy tendons are looking after themselves, looking around diet, looking around nutrition, looking around yeah. COVID wellness as well. This season has been a nightmare. So players aren't showing symptoms and coming into the squad with symptoms and you've got to quarantine a whole lot of them, that sort of stuff. But when they come off, what you do a lot of work with like immediate first aid, so like management of swelling, management of injury, escalation to hospital or GP, whatever's more appropriate. But you might also do a lot of work around sort of then the rehab and strengthening. Um, we, we, we all hope we don't meet an Ericsson when we go them to the pitch. Unfortunately, yeah. it happens. Um, it's quite rare, touch wood. Um, but a lot of what we do is unseen. I think that's a good thing because no one wants a busy physio, right? If you see me on the episode yeah. every week, it means something bad's happening. Something's yeah. gone wrong. Yeah. If I'm quiet, it means that the team are safe. And that's ultimately quite good. And I've got a really horrible accent. You want to hear this on, on Don's video. Ah, <laughs> oh, Chris, you're going to win 3 nil today. You don't really want that, do you? Like, <laughs> try and stay off camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably grassroots, man. Yeah. No, but, um, obviously, like a, a large football club, there's a lot of specialisation in terms of these roles. But obviously, the non-league football club, they, they possibly go to you for all of that kind of aspects of yeah. the nutrition side and everything. So you, I bet you're dragged to left, right and centre. Yeah. Non-league, you are the jack of all trades. Honestly, yeah. you, you're their mental health counsellor. You're their mum. You're their sister. <laughs> yeah. you're, their, you're their chef sometimes. You're <laughs> their everything. Because uh, 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 if you imagine somewhere, well, we'll use Sunderland as an example. So you've probably got Sunderland. <laughs> No, but it's, yeah. it's, it's an example. You'll have like four different physios there. You've got academy physios and you've got first team and yeah. you've probably got 23s and reserves and everything else. You've got doctors, you've got masseuses, you've got sports yeah. therapists, you've probably got um, sports scientists there monitoring their all their their readings from their from their player tech best, things like yeah. that. And in a non-league club, you've just got you. <laughs> and you kind of become mm. all of that. Um, it's It can be really, really hard I mean, I don't mind it because I'm not really knowing any different. And I, you know, I think I'm quite a well-rounded physio. I think you know, my, my background is A&E, resource and hospital-based work. So, mm. you know, whatever you can throw at me, throw it at me. I'll, I'll give it a good whack at doing with it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not the easiest job in the world. Um, I think a lot of physios are pulling out now, sadly, um, from non-league for that reason, that it's a lot of work and... You don't get much for it, and you know. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes I've won leagues where I haven't even got a medal at the end of the season, and yeah, mm. it's it's you know it is what it is. You're kind of an unsung hero, but rugby pays more. <laughs> That's the way it oh, works. Right. A little hockey, <laughs> yeah. But you go to the other clubs and you've got more progression, and whereas sometimes in football it's a bit stagnant. Sometimes you don't really tend to work up to where you need to go. If you're lucky, you get to the top, but football's football's very competitive everyone loves football everyone's passionate everyone wants to be involved in it you know yeah but grassroots is a bit different because that's the physio and grassroots is just starting like Mm. there's a couple of us around i think kenny wells got physio Beatty's, i think we've got physio now but um it's just starting now so we're almost like a bit more like pioneers again like i was when i I joined put one perfect girls in non-league so it's Mm. nice to be a pioneer isn't it (laughs) (laughs) No, very much so. I think that, that's really <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So when you talk about um, prevention, like, mm. so obviously when we talk about these massive clubs beforehand, they, mm. you know, the, the, there's all this data and advice which mm-hmm. goes to the manager or the first team coach mm-hmm. and they then make decisions. How do you how do you best place or put into practice that prevention with the Don? So let's say yeah. uh, one of the players um, has high risk of a potential injury. Like, how, how do you go about approaching the player or the team in terms of maybe this guy doesn't shouldn't play this week for mm. a variety of reasons? 
So I think it's always about knowledge of the game. So, you mm-hmm. know, like if you've got a cup final coming up, you know, you've got a very big upward battle with that player. I always think it's worth discussing it with the player, having a really honest conversation and saying, look, this is what happens if you play. <laughs> this is what happens yeah, if you don't yeah. play. Um, <laughs> the, ultimately, the choice is between you and me. Um, mm-hmm. You might involve the gaffer in it and you might say to like, JR, look, so-and-so is feeling a little bit off today. Can we maybe start him from the bench? Or can, have we got opportunity to rest him today? Don's have got a really big squad, so I'm quite lucky in some respects. Um, mm. JR, not so lucky because he's got to try and rotate these guys all the time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> As a physio, I'm, I'm you know. Um, uh, from my point of view, I think it's always, just, it's always just worth having an honest discussion and saying, like, these are the pros and cons of doing something. We're all adults. We can all have an adult discussion. We can all decide things together there's some that I will just say no to so for example head injuries they're going to be a straight Mm -hmm. like look I'm going to say no if you want to play against what I've said you're going to sign a waiver which Mm, I would hope would put them off you'd be shocked it wouldn't put a lot of them off but you know I think it's about knowledge of the game like if you know you've got a massive game coming up and that you need this player fit you might have a discussion Monday look he plays for this game you're going to lose him for two games Mm -hmm. if he wants to do that and the player wants to do that then you know what you make it work um, people don't tend to argue with me anymore. I don't know why. I think it's oh, really? really intimidating. All five for three of me. It's like, like the big lion mane. That's what it is. <laughs> you think Big G is the most frightening person at the Dons? It's not. It's me. <laughs> I, even, I even make I make Big G quaver when I get upset. <laughs> what would you What would you say is the most difficult injury you've encountered at the Dons? Because there's some. Yeah, because I think. One of those things as well is, you know, in, in professional football, all these injuries happen and the physio and, and the feedback and, and the the, uh, the the way they can get back to fitness is a lot easier. But non-league can be mm. so difficult. I've, I've had friends that have had really serious injuries and because mm. they have to go through the NHS, which takes time and the physio takes time and everything takes a little bit longer. It can be a really, really long road to recovery. And mm. there's been some members of the Dons, I, I don't know when they got injured, where, you know, they do their ACL and it's such a yeah. long road to recovery because it's, it's just so much harder when you don't have some surgeon yeah. in Germany who can operate on you that evening and yeah. 10,000 physios who can be at your house mm. in 10 minutes etc so <laughs> what, what would you say is the most difficult injury you've faced during the time you say, you say that's funny but um, I think it's probably going to be Jack um, Dino for the, for the fans oh but, um, really yeah I think he, and I his injury happened a lot of them play for about two teams they've got a Saturday yeah. team and they've got a and they've got us Mm-hmm. So that's prob- um, so he got injured on the very Saturday team, and luckily I know their physio super well. We're really good mm-hmm. mates, me and Courts. Um, mm-hmm. And he he um, done an ACL, dislocated his patella, but oh. it took us a long time to get that diagnosis. Um, and what had happened in the meantime was that he'd left his knee in a straight position because he'd been told to. Mm. And as a and our physios and surgeons will always have massive massive differing opinions about movement of joints. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, sometimes you can't move things. But I'd always argue that if it's not detrimental to the injury, you should be starting to exercise and do very gentle movements early because that way you stop these secondary problems of like tendons stop moving and things come stiff. So he actually had a yeah. completely extended knee mm. and I had to work with him for about a month before his surgery to get him to bend that knee because they couldn't do the surgery. Um, oh, wow. And I told him that and said, look, geez, you've got to start bending this knee. Like, I don't care what the surgeon said. Mm. Long it off. Get that sling off. You're going to start moving yeah. this knee. But um, he he's he's playing again now, which is amazing. So yeah, he is. I think for the Dons, it's probably my ACL. I mean, I think Az got injured quite recently. Um, his scans have just come back. With, and he's doing really well with rehab, actually. Um, but they're oh, pretty inconclusive. So, yeah, I think I'm touch wood. I'm quite lucky that Dons, um, I haven't had that many awful, horrendous ones. 
Mm. They're mainly ACLs, which are horrendous for players, but as a physio, you just have to get them off the pitch. Yeah, it's not as graphic as like a big leg break, but obviously it's the No, one I've of the had worst them in, in non-league. Of, um, yeah. I've had a couple of them in non-league, but um, I'm touch wood. I'm quite a lucky physio. I've, I've not had many horrendous ones. I got caught off the pitch at uh, university for mm. uh, brought my leg, so I know what it's like Ooh, to be. Was it double? Was it, uh, uh, such, such, uh, such a gross video. Yeah. Did it come out of the skin? Was it great? No, no, it wasn't actually. It was actually really clean, but it was a double, yeah. a double leg break. Oh, and the, the worst bit was I was on the floor, mm. and I don't know if you've, uh, you would have been possibly to the pitches in in Norwich. If you might not have been, you've been to the um, university. I've been to a couple, not, not the university pitches, but I've been to a couple of Norwich pitches. Basically, when you're on the when I was on the floor, cropped, mm-hmm. I could I could see the hospital. <laughs> but because of the way the roads are, I had to wait like 25, 30 minutes for ambulance. I was sitting there like, screw it. I was just like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> you know what? That's the grassroots problem though, isn't it? Is that we all go on about like, yeah. the discussion in the last week has been very valid. I'm going to make it sound invalid. I'm not doing that at all. But about you've got to have defibs and you've got to have highly qualified people. And then you go yeah. to Hackney Marshes on a Sunday and see that many games with that many players. And there won't even be a first aider there. There's nothing there to help get yeah. you off that pitch. You are, you are stuffed if you do something on there. So even a simple sprain could be a massive problem in a situation like that. Um, she's, that's the challenge and the beauty of, of, of grassroots for me. I quite like it. Yeah. You know, and, and I suppose the Ericsson, the Ericsson thing, obviously, he mm. plays at a, a very high intensity. I mean, he's playing the, arguably the highest mm. standard of the game. And they play so often. That's been like a massive touch point afterwards, isn't it? People yeah. saying, oh, you know we should we play so much? Is it going to sound horrible? And this is a proper physio answer. He's very lucky because he, he he had a heart attack, essentially. He died, mm. died in yeah. a place where there were that many medically trained people to assist him. Like, if he'd have been in the middle of a... If he'd, if he'd have been driving his car in 25, his chances are suddenly very different, aren't they? Yeah. The you know what I mean? Can you imagine that? Like, how lucky yeah. he is to happen there. And not in the middle of Hackney Marshes. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, if, you, if it happened there, and you think like, even though it's more intense what he's doing, the people mm. who are playing football at the Hackney Marshes aren't as fit as he is. So yeah, the, the risk actually, is the chances <laughs> it, the chances are mm. arguably not so dissimilar that mm. someone in Hackney Marshes could get that. But then, what happens if mm. they do? That they haven't got the, well, the staff around. All you yours. do, really, to be honest, Michael, is you, someone has to just be brave, jump on that chest, and start doing CPR until help comes. That's that's yeah. the long and short of the discussion. And. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every single footballer in this country should be trained to do CPR because if their teammates yeah. go down, you should be able to help them. Hmm. That's my yeah. viewpoint on the matter <laughs> as a physio. Well, I don't you know? see any reason why not. Like, because you never know, like... I might have run to the toilet for five minutes and something happens, you know. I'm yeah. not always yeah. going to be there keeping definitely. my eye on things, you know. Um, hmm. I wish because... I could be there, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so kind, of, kind of talking about your injuries and stuff like hmm. that. So when we talk about the Dons just generally, how receptive our players to recovering treatment. So obviously when you have a big surgery or you have a mm. massive injury, you can't say, Ali, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to straighten my knee because I don't really agree with that. It's more about guys that have loads of niggles and, and that's mm. playing rugby myself quite a lot. It's one of those things where you get a lot of advice from physios and you see some players that will follow it to the book mm. where it's like, this is what I need to do over the next three weeks to get to here. And then you get someone who's like, well, I took mm. some ibuprofen yesterday and now today, <laughs> my leg doesn't hurt as much, therefore I can play. And it's it's more how receptive do you find the players are at the Dons or just generally? Um, and how do you try and combat that if they're not so receptive to try and get them on board? I think the Dons are pretty are pretty good. So they, mm. they tend to trust me implicitly, which I is very thankful for. I yeah. mean, you're going to get some players where they're going to be a bit like, you know what, my experience is different to yours, Al. Um, mm, yeah. 
this is what I'm going to do. And I think you try and support them through that. I think you mm-hmm. have to, my, I'd like to say my experience speaks for itself. I'm normally always right in the end. And I don't mm-hmm. mind saying I told you so if it happens. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, say you've got a player who's played with dodgy hamstring, um, they've done a run and it's gone. Then do you know what you have to sit and say to them? Look, okay, we thought this might happen. It's happened. How do we move on from this mm-hmm. so it doesn't happen again? That's, that's the approach that I take is that, mm. you know what, because I told you those are lovely and they're great and I feel better when I've said it, but it doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my approach with Don's is that it's mutual respect, isn't it? And I respect them, they respect me. Um, we'll try and make it work when we can. If we can't make it work, I'm going to be honest with you and we're going to work together and be be friends, you know, big Don's family and all that, mm. you know. <laughs> and if not, I'm going to write a diss track about you and release it on YouTube. <laughs> that's yeah, a joke. Yeah. Oh, I, I cannot do any of that stuff. I only have to Donnie, not me. Well, I think, you, I think, you, I think your brother can. He shall not be named. We won't talk about him. Yeah. But yeah, no, Don Straps, he released a freestyle really recently, Dryden. Good, you it? should check it out. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it, to be fair. Mm. Um, so, so the kind of one of the final questions I have is, how do you keep on things that change or on top of things that change in the physio industry? Because I assume it's one of those things that is constantly evolving in terms of like ways to treat players or like, mm. You know, I remember when uh, there's a big thing like maybe a decade ago where players started going into those freezing chambers and now loads of clubs do that. And it's just kind of like, how do you, how do you keep on top of it all like um, when it's continuously progressing? You have to just constantly be learning and reading and, and getting into things and doing new courses. It, it, it's a job that you kind of never, you never fully, you never become an expert in it. You're always sort of chasing the latest evidence. Yeah. Um, it's experience sometimes like you know your players go to a quiet a quiet a cryo chamber and i ask them what was it like how did you find it what happened with your injury yeah you know, sometimes it's a bit of experience based stuff mm. um you learn from other physios you just share information yeah it's a job where you never stop learning which is quite fun really and frustrating because you feel like you've got it suddenly it's all changed a few years ago they did, and someone released a paper saying that warm-ups didn't work and that isn't what the paper suggested, but that's what the Daily Mail took from it. Well, yeah, front line, <laughs> and the front uphill front battle I've had ever since that paper came out has been ridiculous <laughs> because they do work. It, it is the, what you should do is do active warm up. What they were saying, not like yeah. just don't bother and run out on the pitch and then pull your hamstring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good for my finances. If you want to keep doing that, guys, feel feel free. And then my PayPal is available to assist you once you pull the muscle. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be out, you'd be out of a job if they didn't. So I know. I mean, I, I, think, I, I think a physio may have written that as like, oh, yeah, I'll just put yeah. it out there, and then they will get a bit of business out there. It wasn't me that wrote it. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> And I think one of the final things I wanted to wrap up on is what happened, right, Ali, to the magic sponge? Because what's happened now is, you see, the sprays have come out and, you know, that's really well said and done. But what happened to the magic sponge? I remember when I was seven playing at, where was I playing? I had a very bad football career. I wasn't very good, Ali, just as a disclaimer. But I, I mean, playing... you were an egg chaser for a start. What worries me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah my, my young career it didn't quite take off as expected mm-hmm. and I was playing when I was like seven at some place mm-hmm. and I bruised my knee I remember the yellow the yellow magic sponge came out but I think since that since then it, it's kind of faded into the background so where is it Ali and, and can it make um, a reappearance so that comes from the old school what we call sponge men so that yeah. is basically some geezer <laughs> called Kevin who's frankly oh, yeah. got hairier knuckles than he should <laughs> 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 used to run on a pitch of a bucket and just fling it at them when they're unconscious and go Bill Bill you've got only 20 minutes left of the first half just get up 
um, that's where it comes from. And basically, that's that's where um, it's, it's the idea that um, a coach was a coach or someone who was a sponge man would do 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 physiotherapy. I mean, yeah. I like to think it's got a little bit more. Um, high tech since then but you know what there's nothing wrong with a bit of cold water and a bit of a if a short sharp shock somebody's playing when they roll the bat a bit (laughs) (laughs) get up yeah i suppose it's like psychological as well isn't it like (laughs) some some things you might get there and realize okay this person Mm. actually hasn't got a bad injury let's just hold the sponge on they'll pretend we'll pretend we've done some serious maneuver you know what though sometimes it it just it it sounds really silly they they just want me to have a look at it make sure it's not broken um yeah um so i've been doing um i I work for london fa now doing their cup finals just to cover it as medical emergency Mm. and the second that teams find out that there's a physio on site they go down a lot more, basically, because <laughs> they're like, you. oh, the physio is, she'll run on and deal with it. And it sounds it's just reassurance, um, which is nice, I suppose, but it's a lot of running and, you know, I get tired, but it is what it is. I mean, it's nice to feel needed, isn't it, I suppose? That's the that's the long and short of it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. You must have so many coaches that actually are that, like, kind of quasi physio or so many yeah. like, the best analogy is like when you know I used to play as a kid and it'd be mm. someone's parents would it wouldn't even be like trained in first aid but like you'd been to a course at work like three years ago and he was the guy that always used to come on oh honestly <laughs> do you know what I love I love when you get a manager coach or someone else who goes I had that injury that's not broken and you're like what? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, tell, I tell you what I did I got a bucket of hot water and a bucket of cold water <laughs> And I put it in every five minutes of each one. I went, oh, what? 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 I am here. I can treat them. Um, you know, the geezer, <laughs> and the geezer's legs hanging off. Like, so we'll, <laughs> but um, you know what? It's, it's it's a nice thing. I mean, I've been proven wrong by a couple of people like that, so I'm not going to get into it too much. <laughs> but I go, it's definitely broken and it's bruised. I go, oh, it's definitely bruised and it's been broken. Um, you know, yeah. it, it happens. <laughs> Yeah, people always convince themselves they've yeah. got like a fracture and it's just like a bruise or like a. Oh, <laughs> the best one I've seen is that a guy I convinced him it's broken because his sock was torn. I'm like, no, no, look, there's any blood on it. Oh, it's broken. I'm like, look, you can put weight on it. it you can, come on. Yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> come on Please. All right. Look at me. I don't want to get. A... I had another guy where he thought he'd um, done his ACL and he was he wouldn't let me touch him. He was screaming, got the, got the stretcher on. Yeah. And then I've got him in the Once he calmed down, he actually was completely <laughs> fine. And he walked out and drove home. And I was like, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I bet he was down the pub. I bet he was down the pub <laughs> like, three hours later as well. Thing, all the lads just never let it go. They were like, have <laughs> you done your AC on your back for the midweek, mate? Like, honestly, I won't name him, but it was the... F- I've got a picture and we all look so worried about him. We're all so concerned. And he was absolutely fine. <laughs> That's the nice way around, of course, that it's not a bad one. But I remember thinking like, oh, mate, how have you got, how have you got, how have you got an ACL? You're back in three hours. <laughs> oh, it really cracked me up. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, even Patrick Schick yesterday for uh, Czech Republic, he looked, when he took that penalty, he stepped up, he looked like he'd been hit by a bus. But he, I mean, he buried it, to be fair. But like that was like a, a like a proper professional football example of someone playing through the I don't know playing barrier. I looked like he broke his nose. Yeah, but so, yeah. Non league level people. You know what? Some footballers have got amazing pain thresholds. Some of them have got rubbish ones. Like they just got to have a fingernail cut and then they're done. But do you know what? That's about yeah. knowing your player. Though some players you know who you can push and who you know you can actually you know what. I don't care what's wrong with him. He's not playing for two weeks because he's that kind of personality. <laughs> like yeah. let him let him yeah. let him get his head back together again. But it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Ali, yeah, I think we've, uh, we've 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 come to a conclusion now. We've run out of time, but yeah, mm. thank you so much for coming on. 
um, today and good luck for... Uh, so is the, the SE done season, is that... Oh, they've just concluded, haven't they? They might well, have concluded. Well, I, I understand. <laughs> She's a bit like... I, don't, I mean, I'm not in the group chat, so I'm out of the a loop at the minute. But I understand we are meant, we've got, we have got two games left. We have one point to get to win the league. And yeah. I understand the team from Sunday are pulled out of the game and they can't mm. play midweek. So that would assume we then get the points from that. Um, but yeah. I know that the do- I know that the boys are very keen to go um, at the home ground on the Sunday and finish it off properly with a game because no one wants to win like that, right? Yeah, I, do. I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I just want a medal and some Prosecco, to be honest. That's all that <laughs> No, but at, at non-league level, like that is what people live for, like those days when you win the league on a nice You know what? Day. You can't beat it. And I think doing the London Cup finals at the moment, I've seen four teams win the cup final and watching them enjoy it makes brings a bit of joy to your life. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because they're part-time. Like, they're doing it for that oh, reason. It's amazing. Yeah, so. I mean, I got to go to the London Cup final. I know Dons were kicked out of it, but I was the physio for that cup final. And it was just, granted, Brian had to win it who beat us. So we technically mm. kind of won it in my, in my book. But it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's lovely to see that joy from them winning it because it means something to them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. No, absolutely. And, and also, before we finally wrap up, there's one more point mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Uh, when you next see the SE Dons, uh, give my kind regards to Grinaldo, RP7, <laughs> SK, Big G. I can only hope he's so good the last time. <laughs> yeah, oh. Monts. Um, you know what, guys? Else? You have to come to a game, I think, at this point, sure. Really? Right? I, I actually really want to. I actually really want to. I think I think uh, Edge yeah. is pitching for a starting, a starting position on the team. Where do you play? Where do you play, mate? Don't say in goal because I'm not Ooh, fighting. Oh, that's a tough question. It's a tough question. I mean, I can rule me... somebody out for you if you want. I can just go RP7, done his home now. He has to be absolutely. <laughs> I don't mind. If, so if I attempted an RP7 step over, I'd be on the ground in pain. I think that's all. <laughs> you know what? I would, right lo- I would love to do something. We could teach you to do that. Set the home with the boys. <laughs> 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 it, it, it takes a long time to do that. It's like a beach ball. I'm like, like ten minutes later, he's still doing a step over, but he still gets past the guy. It's ridiculous. I don't know. One trick ponies they always work. They always work because they're so it's, used to it. They're I so will skilled say that one. More than one trick though, because he's going to keep. Oh, right, them, right. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's just his best trick. <laughs> yeah, there's the, the, the a few skillful players in that team. I'll, I'll be mm. have to be honest, but um, yeah, no, thanks so much for coming on, Ali. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, and I actually yeah. will come. I think I am going to come to a Don's game. I'm going to buy. They got they got this new T-shirt, which is out, which I'm thinking I'm going to get. Mm. And then oh, once I'm once... still plugging. Yeah, still plug. Yeah, still plug in. Yeah, we're gonna we'll get a sponsorship with them sometime soon, I think. So, um, you know, thanks so much for coming on, Alice. It's been absolutely fantastic. No yeah, it's been... Thank you, guys. Been absolutely lovely speaking to you. Yeah, cheers. cheers.